You're listening to TV Tangents, a retro TV podcast. Welcome to TV Tangents, everyone. I'm Natalie. I'm Rebecca. And we are on a trend again of doing a movie. Yay, it's movie week. It's movie week. So I am so, so excited about this because this is like one of my favorite movies of all time. And Natalie picked the movie and she was like, have you ever seen Charade? And I said, yes. This movie, most people that, you know, and I should assume that Rebecca has seen most things I have because we kind of are the same people. So (laughs) Uh, Charade, though, is from 1963. Mm -hmm. So not a lot of people our age have necessarily seen it, although we are not like normal people our age. So we're not normal. We are totally not normal. Um, Charade, I watched growing up so much. We... First of all, my parents still have a collection of VHS tapes yes. uh, that my dad would record. And I remember we'd get about three movies per VHS tape. Mm-hmm. So my dad would sit there when they were on TV and he'd be all ready with the remote <laughs> and he'd and get the commercials out. Ooh, um, really? That oh, takes, yeah. That takes dedication. Oh, for sure. For sure. And it, it was. He's just like me when it comes to like being analytical and all that. He like he would sit there and make sure. So only every once in a while when we were watching movies growing up, did you get like a little yeah. snippet of a commercial? We had, uh, we did not have a VHS. We had a beta machine. So we mm. only got two movies per tape. Mm. Sad. Yeah. And depending on how long it was, you know, most movies sure. are about two hours, so... But yeah, I grew up watching Charade a ton because my dad loved it. So, of course, we watched it all the time. And, um, you know, it stars Cary Grant and Audrey Hepburn, who are both amazing. Yeah. I think the first time I saw this movie was like 10 years ago. Mm. Yeah. And uh, I loved it. I I don't remember. I might have seen it before then. Mm -hmm. Actually, now that I think of it, I might have seen it before then. Yeah. But I didn't really see it, see it. Until like 10 years ago. And I was like, this movie is incredible. Best movie ever. I, growing up watching this, so it's basically, it's set in Paris, I believe, is where they are. Um, it's filmed in Paris. It was filmed in Paris, yeah. too. I guess they didn't even pay attention. It's filmed on location, and it is an American movie. I was wondering about all of that because of all the scenery and all the different things. Yeah, but sometimes they do have fake backdrops, mm-hmm. like when they were riding on the ferry the or whatever ferry, yeah. it was. and. It's interesting now. Now I I know that I did see it when I was younger because I remember my mom pointing out to me mm-hmm. that they changed the audio, so when they it looked like they were going under the bridges. Yes, they made it echo. They did so that you were like, oh, they're totally uh, going they're under the bridge. They're totally under the bridge, <clears throat> even though there was no other outside noise. But that's fine. True. 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 <laughs> didn't even didn't even think of that. Yeah, that was awesome. So it's set. Uh, in uh, Re- what's her name is Regina, I guess technically. Mm-hmm. So Audrey Hepburn plays Regina, but she's referred to as Reggie most of the time. Uh, Regina Lampert. I think only Cary Grant refers to her as Reggie, like as a pet name. It's super cute. That's true because the rest of the time she was referred to as Mrs. Lampert. Yes, yes. I just thought about that. And she's That's true. Supposed to be very young, and she's married this guy that she. Clearly no, absolutely know. nothing about. Yeah. I'm like, how'd you even meet him? Like, how how'd you get married? I haven't I seen this movie in so long. So when I was a kid, I I never paid attention to that part. I remember the movie, but I remember thinking, so her husband is found basically murdered. He was thrown off a train, and the 
investigator guy is talking to her and he's like, well, what about this? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Who are I those parents? Know. I don't know. Every single thing she didn't know. And, and he was like getting frustrated. Like, well, how is that even possible? Right. I, I, how is that possible? Yeah. And we can't spoil the ending. No. Of course. Because... If you haven't seen this movie, you absolutely have to see this movie. You totally we cannot de- just describe it to you. Yeah. But it starts with, like you said, her husband being thrown off the train. And then there's a mod opening sequence. Yes. With music by Henry Mancini. Which is amazing. And animation by Maurice Binder. Mm. And it is amazing. And the reason that I ever watched this movie is because I thought it was a Hitchcock movie. And it is not. Mm. It's very Hitchcock-esque. And it has been described as the best Hitchcock movie that Hitchcock never made. Oh, my gosh. That's so funny. I never even thought about that. And I think I was was thinking of another Cary Grant movie that was a Hitchcock movie. So I watched this Mm. one after that one. Probably is how I got into it. That makes sense. It's very 1963. I think that my favorite eras for movies... Are like the mid sixties mm-hmm. and the mid nineties is when Ooh, most of yeah. my favorite movies were made. I think you're right. Me too. That's I so mean, true. with the exception of Star Wars, which was made in 1977. Mm-hmm. But, you know. that is totally. I agree with that. I feel like most of mine the same, same scenario because I remember, you know, a while back we were talking about our favorite movies, yeah. and when I was looking up movies, I found myself same thing totally drawn to a ton of movies from the 60s because again i grew up on those my parents had Mm -hmm. me watch those in the 80s um and then movies from the 90s because then i was old enough to watch certain movies and in the 80s we watched a few 80s movies but my mostly watched 50s and 60s and 70s movies yeah so in this movie carrie grant is 59 yeah first of all he doesn't look 59 not at all not at all and audrey hepburn was 33 I read and, that he was like kind of uncomfortable with that yeah. scenario. And you kind of get, you kind of think she's like in her 20s, the character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That she married, because they show her husband being thrown off the train, and he's obviously older than her. Mm-hmm. She's married this super rich American guy that she doesn't know. Yes. Who turns out to be a spy. Because when she finds out that he, ha- or she comes back to her place, her apartment, what? which is just rooms upon rooms. Rooms upon with rooms. With fireplaces and, like, 20-foot yes, Giant cabinets. Yes. And she goes in and everything's gone. And she comes, and then she runs through room to room and opens, and then, I guess it's her room at some point, she opens every cabinet and they're all mm-hmm. empty and she just keeps opening cabinets. And I was like, it's all <laughs> gone, honey. It's all gone. I know. It was, yeah. It was, it was an amazing up. Apartment. It looked mm-hmm. very cold. Yeah. And, um, like a like museum. Really high ceilings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very high ceilings. And I was like, how do you even put things in those cabinets? Right. That was a very strange <laughs> year. I didn't even think there was, it didn't seem to be, I mean, granted, everything was gone. So furniture would have been gone. Yeah. Cause but the, it was weird that there was like no room nothing. that seemed to be like the sitting room. No. Like there was nothing like that. No. There, yeah, there wasn't. Like, and you're right. She ran through like multiple doors. They all seem to be like in a row, like in a in a like a horizontal row. Like here's room to uh, room to room to room. I'm gonna France. go France. And the inspector guy told her her husband sold everything. Yes. And this is where I got a little confused because she said he sold. He said that he sold everything, and that he had two hundred. He got two hundred fifty thousand mm-hmm. dollars, but 
then the two hundred fifty thousand dollars comes up in another part it's a whole as different a whole thing. other yeah. thing. So did he have five hundred thousand dollars? I don't. Yeah, get it. Maybe it, he had the money on him. I don't know. That could be too. And then they find him when they go to this guy's office so he can question her about how much how little she knows about him. At um, the embassy. The embassy, yeah. Is that where the inspector guy? The guy, that same guy. Yeah. Okay, no, he's not at the embassy. He's he's the French inspector. He's the inspector, that's right. And he is he's the one though that like had the bag, right? That and was like, Is this your husband? Because she had to go ID him. Yeah, that's right. And then she's just like, Yep, that's him. That's him. And then they asked her something and then she was like, I am cold. Because they're in the morgue. But she was thinking of getting a divorce anyway. Yes. So the beginning scene, she's at like a ski resort with her sister and her nephew. Oh. Well, you're right. I don't. I guess I always thought that that was her sister and uh, Sylvie. Her name Sylvie. Yeah, Sylvie Goodell. Goodell. Um, Just because Jean Louis would call her (laughs) auntie, but that would be like your kids calling me auntie. So I guess that could still be the same thing. It's like Uncle Joey. He's not really their uncle. Exactly. The so, little boy, yeah. Jean-Louis, by the way, is played by Thomas Chalimsky, who um, was born in Paris to American parents. Mm. And it's the only movie that he ever did. And he's now a doctor. Oh, wow. He's a professor of neurology at the Medical College of Wisconsin in Milwaukee. Oh, my goodness. Right? And he's the cutest little kid. And he that is. little kid doesn't care about anything. No, he's awesome. <laughs> and he's... Yeah, but- the movie starts out with him shooting Reggie with a water gun. Yeah. <laughs> you, all you see is a gun, though. And she's right. sitting there just having coffee with her sunglasses on, and then a gun just appears. And then all of a sudden, water comes out of it. And he's like, ha, 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 ha. Got you. And then we meet <laughs> Cary Grant, who yes. then they have a conversation where he's like, uh, do we know each other? And she goes, why? Do you think we're going to? Which and is who does he say line. he is the begin? Is he is he Peter Joshua at I, the beginning? Yes. I don't know. I, think, I believe Man. he's Peter yeah, Joshua. Yeah, Peter Joshua is his name in the beginning. And this was a cool thing that I noticed because I watched this on the Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. Is that, you know, they've got, if you pause it down at the bottom, um, it tells you what characters, it's called the X-ray or something like that. It tells you mm. what what um, actors are in this scene and what characters they play. Oh, okay. So if you pause it in different parts of this movie... It'll tell you Cary Grant, Peter Joshua. And then the, if you pause oh, it at another scene, it'll say Cary Grant as Alexander Dial. Oh, my goodness. So I was like, where are we now? Ooh. And as soon as he switches, like, as soon as he's, like, telling her, oh, no, this is my actual yeah. name, it changes. It changes right away. Ooh, they're smart like that. I know. I'm like, who made this x-ray that, like, watched this movie so it's, hard. It's just been somebody like me who's like, oh, no, 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 right. his name is different. You should work for Amazon. I should work for Amazon. I should be like, hey. <laughs> um, so, yeah, she knows nothing about this husband, and he has, like, five passports. And they're all from different countries. Mm-hmm. And so, allegedly, again, like you said, uh, he had $250,000. On him. On him. And they didn't find it. And here's this bag of his stuff that is all that mm-hmm. there was. So... I, she I gets feel like the bag. Is the inspector telling her that he had two hundred fifty thousand dollars because she wants he wants her to produce the two hundred fifty thousand dollars, but it's actually I, what is missing? Yeah, I didn't realize what? that what his role was, other than that he's kind of part of the hey your husband's dead. Because then 
when they go to the funeral, it's just Reggie and her friend slash sister, Sylvie. Mm-hmm. And then that guy is sitting in the back. And they the ladies even said that they're like, well, if it wasn't for him, we'd be the only ones here. You know, like yeah. or if he was the inspector wasn't here. And then the other guys come in to make sure he's dead. Yes. So they're three like separate him. guys come in and all loud, of course. There's nobody else in this whole place and there's tons of chairs. And <laughs> three guys come in and one guy uh, who is, uh, what's his name? It's Gideon, Leopold Gideon. He comes in first and sneezes like a crazy person. That guy is played by Ned Glass. And you recognize him from our favorite TV show. Yes. I like, oh my gosh. (laughs) When I first saw him, I was like, how do I know this guy? And then I was like, oh my gosh. Sholto. Shiloh. Sholtoff. Sholto. His name is Sholto. Sholto. He was... was, um, The boxing manager, Sholto, Mm. who was going to make Davey into the boxing champion. That's right. I was like, I know he. I see the picture. Yeah, like, I couldn't think of the name. I was like, okay, oh it my gosh. Shulto. But they they kept getting his name wrong. On yes, but sorry, Ned Glass. No, plays Ned that Glass. Guy. Like, and he's just yeah, he's like a little guy, and he's all like he. So he sneezes uncontrollably, and the ladies are like, oh, he must have been allergic to him or whatever. And then he mm. he comes back, and then he just like sits down. And yeah, everybody comes like everyone sits down. does, you know. And I get that, but yet there's no one else there, so I think it'd be a little awkward sometimes to do that. So then the next guy who comes in is Tex Panthalo. Is that how you say his last name? Oh. Panthalo? Tex Panthalo? Panthalo? Panthalo Pants? Panthalo Pants. <laughs> okay, Tex is played by James Coburn. Mm-hmm. And I swear to everything in my life, <laughs> I had no idea that this was James Coburn. And I've seen this movie a thousand times. That's funny. And I... Like, I just looked up the, and I was like, looked at the cast, and I was like, oh my god, what? No idea. I've always thought Tex was interesting, and he reminds me of our neighbor of mine growing up who lived next door to us. His name was Phil. Was he a cowboy? Um, Kind of-ish, but literally looked just like him. If my sister was on the show, which she should be because she loves this movie, too, <laughs> she would agree. We'd always be like, doesn't he look like Phil, our Maybe neighbor Phil? is. Oh, your neighbor Phil. And, and kind of talked like that, too. Okay. Yeah. So well, I was like, eh. maybe they're related because James Harrison Coward III was born in Laurel, Nebraska well, on August 31st, 1928, uh, but raised in Compton, California. Laurel is like two hours as far north of here as you can get without leaving Nebraska. Interesting. Yeah. And he was in the movie The Great Escape, which yes. I bet you've seen like a hundred times. Or once. Yeah. Multiple <laughs> times, but I can't. Yeah. It was a lot. I've only seen it once. Younger. I didn't want to see it again. Yeah. I, uh, so he walks in. He's the one that puts a mirror up to the dead yeah. guy's face to see if he's he just, breathing. He like, smashes it on his yeah, face. Yeah, he like, holds it I was it. like, be careful there. When dude. I was young, I was like, what is he doing? I didn't get that that would show like steam <laughs> he's on looking a up mirror. His nose. I know. I was like, is he looking up his nose? What's he doing? So he comes over and then is he the one who stops and talks to... I think he says something yeah. to them. He goes up to the front and says something to him. I don't know. Mrs. Lampert, I presume, whatever. And then, like, just says, oh, so sorry or something. And Herman Scobie is mm-hmm. so... The, his, the character, he... First of all, he's an amazing actor. He's an erry thing. He is an erry thing. Uh, played by George Kennedy. Mm-hmm. And he comes in and, first of all, has a hook for a hand. It's so a grabby hook. It is a grabby hook. And he comes in like a ball of fire. He comes right <laughs> in, runs up, sticks a pin right? in the dead body. And everyone's like, huh! 
And then okay, he's like, ah, dude. I guess he's dead. And we all know George Kennedy also of is course. on. Mm-hmm. Lots of things. I almost said Six. something. Go on. 67 episodes of Dallas. Yes. But we haven't gotten to that <laughs> season like, yet. It's okay. You can say it. You can say it. He plays Carter McKay mm-hmm. and he hosted SNL in 1990, or I'm sorry, 1981. Wow. And he won the Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor for his role in Cool Hand Luke cool in 1967. Hand Luke. Growing up, too, I was like, this guy's angry. Like, he just, I wouldn't want to meet him. He's an angry guy. Yeah. And, I mean, different, and it's not even that, because he's played multiple characters, and he's so interesting, but he is a great actor, because Mm -hmm. I just, I've always thought, there was a guy I wouldn't want to meet up with, because he scares me as a child. I was like, it's this guy. Like, you know, he's one of, (laughs) I mean, one of many, but I was like, oh my God. But, yeah, he plays a great bad guy. Mm -hmm. Um, So, it turns out these guys were all in World War II together. Mm Mm-hmm. With her husband, right? With her husband. Okay. And then there's another man uh, whose name is Carson Dial. Carson Dial. So they were all somewhere, and turns out they were like, they. It, I heard there was, wasn't it something about gold? They found, they found gold okay. somehow, and then they buried it so that they could come back after the war and yeah. dig it up. Yeah. But one of them got there first, and they're saying that Carson Dial got there first. Because they were all going to split it. Mm-hmm. So now they're all after... Um, they're all after her husband because he apparently, I guess, has the money. I don't yes. know how he got the money. Right. Or... I don't know. Yes. That part I kind of, yeah, went over. I don't even... I, I, I don't know for sure. I was and like, oh my gosh. the cowboy calls Mrs. Lampert and tells her that... Um, Peter Joshua is not Peter Joshua. Mm-hmm. He's Carson Dial. Yes. But well, he says his name's Dial. That's... Didn't he? he? Di- I don't think he said Carson, Oh, he did, did he? say Dial because yeah. then she calls it. So she's already been in contact with the embassy. Yes. With Walter Matthau. Walter Matthau. Who yeah, says, Mr. Bartholomew. Who has always been an old man his whole life. Yes. Who says <laughs> that he's also with the CIA. Yes. And... Um, he explains what's going on. So then she calls him and she's like, they said that he's this dial guy. And he's like, Carson dial is dead. Yeah. So then she's in a phone booth and it gets all scary. Yes. And she kind of leaves him, but we kind of skipped over the part two where I think possibly where he might still be Peter Joshua. And that's when he takes her to a club to get her oh, mind off yes. of things. That's right. They go to the and nightclub. Right where... when they get there, there's a magician who's like the first thing you see when you get there. The MC wow. Mr. Zero. <laughs> that was I was film. like, oh my God, it's Mr. Zero. Uh, who, what's his name? Monty. Monty Landis. Monty Landis. He's amazing. He was Oraculo on the monkeys. Yes. <laughs> uh, he was also... Five more characters. Yes. In five more episodes. So he's basically a series regular on Monkeys. I literally was like, this guy is part of the regulars on the Monkeys. He is amazing. That's how we know him. And apparently he's French. He speaks French. Yes. And then they play like a dirty game with oranges. (laughs) Sorry. I have on my thing (laughs) the bizarre orange passing game. And I I was was like, like... Oh, if it weren't coronavirus, we would be playing this game right now. (laughs) Except the beginning. So, Cary Grant, of course, as he's Peter, is like, 
this lady just looks angry though too and she's probably not old or anything but so it's the game where you pass an orange you have to hold it between your chin and your neck basically yeah. and then pass it without using your hands <laughs> And it gets awkward. It gets yeah. really, really awkward. And he can't get it from this lady. And it's like all over the place. And they're making the faces and whatever. So funny. And then when him and Reggie are trying to pass it, it gets really like, and there's like all sexual steamy. tension. Yeah. I was like, woo, what's happening? But then she goes to pass it off and it's Leopold. Yeah. Ned Glass. And uh, he like grabs her up all close while they're trying to pass the orange. But he's basically mm. like has her in a bizarre grip and is like threatening her that the money, you know, we know you have the money and whatever. And she's like, I don't. And she runs off and oh my God, everything is just bizarrely crazy. So yeah. Yeah. It gets tense. And then what's his name? The cowboy like corners her in the phone booth. And yes. Starts, tries to set her on fire. But he's holding the matches in front of her mouth. Just blow it out. Right. And then he keeps dropping him yeah. in her lap. Um, and also like, when you drop a match kind of far, doesn't it just go out? I would I think so. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> He's dropping matches on her lap, and uh, it's just crazy. So he, uh, Peter, jo- that's when Peter Joshua still takes her home, and this is before she realizes right there, or that somebody says, yeah, "Don't trust him." That's, oh, that's right, because he he find they find the hook hand guy in, in her the room, room, and With, then we have to talk about Joshua the elevator in this place that they're that's staying. Sweet. Oh, by the way. It's this cool, like, open elevator, but only two people could fit in. Mm-hmm. So thank God it's open and you can see through it, because I wouldn't get in that elevator if, it, if you couldn't see through it. <laughs> That's true. But it's super cool, but it only goes up from, like, one floor, because everybody kind of runs down the circular stairs or goes up the elevator that takes you twice as long as it would have for you to walk up Yeah, just walk the up the stairs. There's a cute line um, in the beginning of it when she first meets Cary Grant, and she, by the way, has just lost her husband and immediately is in love with Cary Grant's Yes. Character. And so he takes her to a hotel because her apartment has been cleaned out. Mm-hmm. And um, they get in the elevator because she's like, oh, you will walk me to my room, which is silly because his room is next to her room, but whatever. So they get in the elevator and she, um, this was part of where he thought that it was, like Cary Grant thought that it was inappropriate for him to be so much older than her. Yes. The the filmmakers agreed to add dialogue about yes. the difference in their age. So they get in, and he says he could be arrested for transporting a minor above the second floor, or above the first floor, or whatever. <laughs> and that's also where she asks him how he shaves in his dimple, his chin yes, dimple. Yes, she does. How do you <laughs> shave in there? She loves to just change the subject in the middle she's of randomness. She's in love with him. And she's yeah. totally in love with him. So She does change yeah. the subject all the time, and she's always eating. And she is always eating, but she's also always crazy starving. Yes. And then she, they did say too that they made it so she was pursuing him more to see, so he would feel more comfortable. So Cary Grant would feel more comfortable. Yeah. yeah. Like at one but point she sits it. on his lap. And yeah. He's like, no, and no, he's no, like, no, no, Oh, no. what are we doing? <laughs> oh, what are we doing? And she's always yeah trying to like get him in there. Um. So he fights Hookman Scobie in her room, and then magically like he goes out the window. Scobie <laughs> goes out the window, and she comes in, and he's like, I'm gonna go after him. You lock the door. So, first of all, he jumps from balcony to balcony. On the second floor. On the second floor. And the space that we're talking that you're jumping, because there's a little, like, uh, railing all the way around, Mm -hmm. is not big enough for anyone's feet, let alone, like, a man's feet. So, I was like, this is not, this is weird. Yeah. 
So he gets down and there's like, uh, he can overhear the men all talking in the room. But then he comes in and he's like, well, if you would have let it go on long, da, da, da. So they're all in on it together. Uh, turns out he's in on it. He's trying to get Regina's money. And one of my favorite lines there is they're talking about, and Herman Scobie's just angry and clearly wants, you know, for himself. He's just like, <laughs> he says something and uh, Cary Grant's character, so Peter Joshua still at this point, says, oh, don't be piggy, Herman. <laughs> <laughs> it just cracked me up. I was like, oh, the 60s. So, yes, that after that is when he calls Reggie to say his name is Dial. And then when she he, finds out from Mr. Bartholomew that Carson Dial is dead, she freaks out. Yeah. And then she tries to leave. Tries to or that's escape. when she goes and meets him, Bar- Mr. Bartholomew, Walter Matthau. Mm-hmm. And she leaves and uh, Cary Grant has tied his sock thread to her door okay how first of all first of all number one you have conveniently unraveling sock yes. threads also with a pin that just happens to be stuck you in the have door a pin mm-hmm. and then also his the way that he put it on the door the door swung toward his door so, so how did it pull off the thing that he tied it to in his room that's not yeah. it no but it happened. Yeah. And so then he followed her. So he tried to follow her. She, she Simon and Simon. She did him. Simon and Simon him. She like has a cab go <laughs> and then hides behind the next cab. And he gets in that cab to follow the other cab that she's not in. Because then she in. stands up and yeah. she's like, ha. Huh. And she's like, I lost him. <laughs> and uh, so she meets up with Mr. Bartholomew and he's still trying to give her information and saying how much she needs to figure out where this money is. Because clearly it's somewhere in his in the possessions Charles had or she has it mm-hmm. or whatever. And it is urgent. And she's all like, I guess I'll figure this out. I don't really understand. So, <laughs> oh, so the, ne- is the next day she follows him? Is that when she follows Cary Grant's character and he goes to the to bank? The s- or the safe deposit box thing, because he goes in, or he goes somewhere to look to ask for anything for Carson Dial. That's right. Yeah, and then it's like that's at the hotel or something. When she calls him on the phone, he's looking for Mister Dial's. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. And then she calls him, and that's when he says, "They're both in a booth." Yes, there's four phone booths in a row, and she calls him from booth number three to birth, booth number five or something. Right. Like, uh, and then he's like, "No, listen, I'm actually his he's brother. my brother, and but my name is Alexander." And then their co- conversation just gets cut off, and she goes over, and he's gone. Yeah, that's right. Because Scobie has kidnapped him now, and, and they go up, up the on the roof. roof. And okay, this scene made me so tense mm-hmm. because he's fighting with Scobie yes. on the roof. And it looks like these two actors could really hurt each other. Mm-hmm. Because Cary Grant was fish-hooking him at one yes. point. Like, he's smashing his hand in his face, mm-hmm. and the other dude's carrying him around. And I was like, somebody's for real going to get hurt. <laughs> and I'm not sure how Scobie's, like, hook hand is attached to him. Yes. But he was hanging off of the roof by his hook hand. Yes. Like, is it sewn into your skin well or that's what i'm wondering he's and then the like, whole thing yeah they fight 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 and scoby gets like goes sliding down the side of the building and you're like oh he's gone and then uh alex at this point alex alexander dial. alex dial is like herman and he's like ah and he's down there and he's like oh ha 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 and leaves him hanging off the side of the building and but then he's later, because okay they're all like gymnasts, right? Because then later they go back to the hotel, <laughs> and all the guys are in the room together, and Herman somehow all survived. Look in each other's rooms for the money. Yes, 
and everyone's going to search each other's rooms and Herman doesn't want anyone to search his and he's all weird about it. But then mm. we find out later that's because he didn't want anyone to find his spare hook hand. Which again was like just a, the tip part of a hand. I know. Like, I don't understand. What? It was so weird. And why? Why? You're in a hotel. Here's a tip. Mm-hmm. Here's a tip. When you're in a hotel, don't put things in places where you won't remember you them. Won't he remember put you it stuck like it on there. top of the armoire. Yeah. Why would you put it there? It doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any uh, sense. I never put stuff in drawers in hotels because yeah. I'll forget it. Yeah. Oh, I know. I've done that multiple times. And then at the last second, caught. Oh, crap. <laughs> okay. Sorry. My um, okay. So I guess I need to know how much of this we're going to reveal as to what happens. Because, like, well, I mean, I don't want to reveal too much because this is a good movie and there's like twists. I know. There's so many twists. But let's just say, should we kind of summarize it by saying the men kind of like all get killed off? Yeah, they start one by one getting killed off. And no one knows, you know, everyone's trying to figure out who done it. And this is funny because, it's not funny, but it's funny because um, Scobie is found. So they find him while they're all searching each other's rooms. Mm-hmm. He's, then he's missing and they find him in the bathtub and he's yes. dead. He's dead. So I'm not sure why they took him out and put him in his bed and then called the police. Right. They didn't want anyone. I'm not sure. You're right. Well. I guess it's because it was in Cary Grant's room. Because he was in, Yeah. But so now they're like, who did it? It's obviously one of us did it. It's mm-hmm. very clue. And then the inspector comes and he's like, your time is that he a drown in his bed. He drowned in his bed. And they keep doing this. They keep putting. And they're all like. Yeah. And everybody's dying in their pajamas. Everyone dies in their pajamas. Like Mr. Lampert died in his pajamas. Yeah, he was thrown off the train in his pajamas. Yeah. So the inspector's like, just don't put on your pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> and I like, there's one part where Cary Grant and Audrey Hepburn's characters are like on that boat mm-hmm. and they start making out. Yes. And then they fade out. And then it's like, they find another guy dead. Which one do they find dead next? So one of the other guys, he's dead. Yes. And so they put him in his bed. And then... That one... No, that one wasn't. He was in his pajamas. Remember, he got a phone call in the middle of the night. And I don't know what somebody tells you to come do that you're just going to go down to the lobby at 3.30 yeah. at first. He's like, you're crazy. Well, I mean... I mean... <laughs> but he's in his pajamas. Yeah. And he goes that's down right. the elevator. But of this, no return, apparently. So, that's right. Because how did they know he was going to get in the elevator? Right. And then they're going to kill him in the elevator. So, anyway. And he's in the level below the lobby. Yeah. And so, the inspector comes, and he's, like, asking Cary Grant and Audrey Hepper, and he's like, and where were you? And he's like, I was in my room, sleeping. And then he's like, and where were you, Audrey Hepburn? And she's like, same. I was, or yeah, same. And he's like, in his room? And I'm like, oh, oh, oh. But goes, nope. no. They went back to their own went rooms. Back to their own rooms. There was nothing good there. They had single beds anyway. But that guy told them to get out of their pajamas because yeah. everybody was dying not in their be pajamas. In my pajamas. Again, they go through this bag that Charles had had on him on the train multiple times, and everybody's searching and everybody's searching it. Mm-hmm. So at one point, they realize that there was an agenda missing, mm-hmm. and somehow mm-hmm. Reggie remembers what it said. And he comes to find, he's like, I remembered what, what it she, said. she had had, or he had, Charles had had an appointment 
5 p.m. at thir- on Thursday at the whatever square. Jardin de blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so they decide to run off and go there that Thursday, even though the appointment would have been a week ago. Yeah, just to see so, what's there. So, yeah, they're looking around, and then that's when they see, what's his name there? Cowboy did. Tex. Yeah, Tex. And he's like, and he's, yeah, he's waiting going around to too. Because he had the so, agenda he had taken. It. Yes, he took the agenda. So he's so, looking around too. And we also, we run into Sylvie. Mm-hmm. Let me just point out at one point, the bad guys, the three other guys, had kidnapped Jean Louis. Oh, yeah, Jean Louis did get kidnapped. And Jean Louis didn't really care. No. He was like, Are you really a cowboy? And he didn't really care. Let me see your gun. So then. He's like, man, he's like Arnold on different strokes when he got kidnapped. Yeah, he's he just totally like, oh, cool. And, <laughs> and she's like, let's go on a treasure hunt. And he's like, yay, yay. yay! Oh, that's when, when she found the arm, the yeah. hook. He doesn't know what it is. All she, all he knows is that there was like a suitcase thing found yeah, above like, the, found, and then he runs up, we won, we won, we won. So, so they're at the Jardin de blah, 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 and they see Tex, and then they see Sylvie, and and she's like, oh, where's uh, Jean-Louis? And, oh, he took... Uh, he took those stamps you gave stamps him this morning. Stamps you gave him, and uh, he wandered off. Lady, he has been kidnapped, and now you are just letting and now him you just wander let him around in a market yes. full of people. And also, she didn't really care much when he was kidnapped because yeah. Audrey Hepburn she, called him and was like, like she's fine. Hey, have you seen your kid lately? Because he's here. He got kidnapped. Yeah. Did you know he was gone? Probably no, not. Probably not. And then she's like, yeah, I don't know where he is now. He is just wandering around in the stamp market. She's like, let's go look for him. It's fine. <laughs> so Tex walks over to the stamp market. And he's just wandering through. And then, and Terry Grant <laughs> follows him. And all of a sudden, he turns and he's hysterically looking. And all you see are giant pages of stamps put up on the screen. Like, bam, 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 bam. I love that effect. And then he takes pages. off running and runs into Cary Grant. But just like takes off and Cary Grant's like, what? So then he walks down the same little aisle, and then all of a sudden he has the same reaction. Bam, 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 bam. He's looking all over. I know something. So they all run off and go back to the hotel. So they get back to the room, Tex and uh, Cary Grant, who I think is Adam Canfield at this point, because he has another new name, and he's a, a thief. Yeah, That's what he, he told her on the boat. Adam Canfield on the boat, on the boat. and boat. he's like, I just like take advantage of people and I take their money. And, and she just falls even more she, in love with yeah, him. Yeah, and she's like, I don't care. I love you anyway. Third name, man. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm right. good now. You've lied to me every day, but it's fine. Right, it's fine. And my favorite part about this is Tex is, like, talking to him. And he's like, you greenhorn. And he's, like, saying, she fooled us both. And he's so bizarre in his little rant. And he calls him a nincompoop at one point. Oh, And word. I was like. That was before they went to the. That's when she finds John Louis, and all of a sudden she realizes. <laughs> and so she goes, then they go find John Louis, who's got a giant envelope of new stamps. He's like, You give me like 100 stamps. And he gives me all these stamps. And then he's they German find the now, guy by who the way. then has a. He's <laughs> German now. He's got his own shop, and he's looking at them under a microscope. Aww, that guy is so sweet. And he's like, I was expecting you. He might be German. And then he was like, I was expecting you. He's like, oh, I have never seen these in my life. And he's all excited. He's Italian. He's Italian now. So, and then she's like, oh, you gave my nephew all of these stamps or whatever, which was like 10 francs, apparently. She comes back and finds 
<gasps> she that's like, dead. I was like, why is she mad at him? She and I almost forgot. And since Cary Grant's the only one left. Plus what he wrote on the and carpet. That's right. He wrote dial on the carpet. As in, that's who killed that's me. That's who killed me. And but, she, and he's like, that's not me. And she's like, but he doesn't know that. You murdered that's him. Right. That's right. And then they're running. So she runs from him and goes to so, meet Mr. Bartholomew. And then stuff ensues that we can't disclose. We, we don't want to. Yeah, you're going to have to watch this. This is going to be one of those shows where you're going to so hear us twisty. talk about this, but we're not going to tell you what happens. And no. now you're going to have to watch it. You're going to be all mad. And here's a deal. Fun fact. Um, you can get this on Amazon Prime. You can see it on the internet. There's lots of places you can see it. There's mm-hmm. like four or five different versions mm-hmm. on Amazon Prime, but they're all oh. the same movie because Charade was never copyrighted. Oh. It's public domain. Interesting. Universal Studios literally forgot to add the copyright to the title. Because before 1978, a copyright was only valid if it included the word copyright or the symbol. And they just forgot to do it. Hmm. So the day that it was released, it was public domain. You can do whatever you want with that movie. Wow. And the the music is copyrighted. So you can't use the music outside the film. Okay. You could like show the film on your garage door and charge people to see it if you want to. Hmm, I think I will do that. NBD. We've talked about seeing, like, these actors that we've seen when we were young and Mm -hmm. seeing them in a different light now that we're, like, mature ladies. Truth. And I can, yeah, I can see it. I'm like, okay, Cary Grant. Yeah. I feel you. Cary Grant's a hottie. In fact, I was watching this the other night, and I finished it at, like, 10 o'clock, and Mm -hmm. then I immediately went and pulled up um, to catch a thief. I started to watch that. I was like, I oh, name me some more Cary yes. Grant. But then I got sleepy. So Yes, the other day when I was talking to my sister about us doing this, and then we started talking about even more movies. And mm-hmm. then I was like, oh my God, I'm going to have to watch all those movies now. All the movies. Several with Cary Grant as well. And I was like, oh my God. He's a handsome, funny man. He is. He is hilarious. And I have seen so many of these movies that I cannot wait to go back and watch old movies that I watched all the time. Because yeah, now I'm like, oh, how you doing? How you doing? The film was released in Christmas time of mm-hmm. 1963. So there's a part in the movie and she talks about how at any moment we could be assassinated. Mm-hmm. And when they originally released it, I guess they dubbed over it and said we could be eliminated due to President Kennedy's assassination in November of 63. Mm-hmm. Um, and which is funny because every time I've seen it, she's always said assassinated. But I guess really? when they first released it. It was so like she said that in this film because I was like, well, that's not true. And then I looked into it and I was like, oh, that's why. So they when they so they overdubbed it and it, then they changed it back. Yeah, they went. They just went back that's to weird. normal. So right afterwards, when they uh-huh. released it, they were like, we should probably not say we that. Not say it's happening. And then probably within ten years, they were probably like, oh, we can go back to that. Yeah, it's fine. That's um, a fun fact. Yeah. yeah. So in the end, he's like, um, we'll talk about that. When we get married and whatever, and she's like, "Oh, he said I'll put on the marriage license." She's like, "Marriage license." Well, my favorite. She's like, "Prove it," and he's like, "I'll put it on the marriage license next week." And she's like, "Da da 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 da
Marriage license? Right. Did you say marriage license? <laughs> I've known you for three days. I know, just like, and my favorite is, and I, I say this all the time, and it's like one of the last lines of the movie, because he had so many names, and she's yeah. like, I love you, Adam, Alex, Peter, Brian. Whatever your man of. <laughs> Lord. So true. She, so, I mean, it's a six. It's a 60s movie, so yes. you don't get a lot of, like, backstory or character development. Right. Well, you know, she didn't know her first husband, so why would it no, matter? No, it's like, yeah, <laughs> she's like, well, I've been alone for two whole days. I need another husband. Where am I going to live? Exactly. Who's going to take care of me? She had a job, but then she walked out in the middle of it when, oh, they, that's when right. they figured out when the appointment was. <laughs> she was an interpreter, and then he's talking to her, and then and she kissing just her walks neck. out. Yeah, which I know, distracted her. Which, excuse me, I thought I you were trying to play hard to get right. Carrie Grant. <sighs> oh my God, Such so a funny. cute movie. Love this movie. It's so good because there's no boring parts. It, there's no, like, there's no long drag between twists. True. It just keeps twisting. Keeps going. Over and over yeah. again. And the movie's a little less than two hours. And yeah, you just are kind of hooked into it the whole time. It's, it's like, very fast paced. It is. It is, it is. Oh, I'm so glad we got to do this. This is my favorite, one of my favorite movies of all time. I love oh. doing movies. I'm so, like, since we're not going to talk about, like, how it kind of ends, there's, like, a part that I wish I could talk about that I don't understand. But I don't think I can talk about it now. What is Because it's how something happens towards the end. Uh, I can well, always cut it out. Okay, well, <laughs> I just I guess I don't understand how, like, I could understand how if you fell through a trap door from a long way that your legs would break, but I don't think it kills you. I just going to say that. Okay. <laughs> and I don't know if that's really what but happened. They, they don't show say. They don't he say. hit his head and then oh. he's bleeding. But yeah, I don't know if he's unconscious or dead. Because that was like a mechanical person that that happened to. <laughs> but also, <laughs> yeah. But also, why are there trap doors? Is if the floor is so far down that you'll die. Right. That doesn't seem I know. Safe. I was kind of like, how do they normally do this if you have to go through the trap door? I mean, I guess yeah. they bring up a ladder or something, like, or like a platform. Make sure the mattresses are down on the floor yeah. before you open the trap doors. Oh, my God. You're right. It was just like a convenient thing to have happen. I don't think that's a spoiler at all. Okay. Just wanted to make sure. <laughs> I guess we kind of, yeah. It's like kind of when, danced around everything, but then there's the one part where, yeah, yeah. It's like when you tell me, like, to watch Dallas, and then you have maybe accidentally spoiled something, but I can't remember <laughs> it anyway, so when it happens, I'm just like, oh, oops. Yay. Kill. True, true. Well, thanks for listening to us talk about Shrod. Shrod. Which is a great movie that you should watch. Yeah, everyone needs to watch this. And next... Uh, time we'll be back with a TV show for sure. For sure, back and forth, back and forth. <laughs> Do you have anything else? I to don't say have anything other than to say marriage license. Marriage license. <laughs> if you enjoy the show, please leave a review and also subscribe so you won't miss an episode. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We love to hear from our listeners. For additional content, check us out at patreon.com slash tvcamp. All right, one day next week, I'll put it on a marriage license. How about that? Quit stalling. I want some identification now. I wouldn't lie on a license. You can't prove it to me, You're still trying to... Marriage license?
Did you say marriage license? No, don't change the subject. Just give me the stand. Oh, oh, I love you, Adam, Alex, Peter, Brian, whatever your name is. Oh, I love you. I hope we have a lot of boys and we can name them all after you. Well, before we start that, may I have the stamps? 